ंग so i thought okay let's be into pure market player and that's where i moved from bangalore to noida uh, i started building up the team uh, and uh, currently we have around 22 ux professionals uh, and the team is divided into research information architect and interaction design so me and my team we take care of the entire ecosystem which magicbricks.com has be it online mobile uh, app or am site Uh, offlet we have also ventured into the uh, experience center and that we'll like we'll talk about more when the time comes okay. but like that's what i do uh, in magic bricks uh, though i was hired for the ux uh, design team uh, but i but there is a team called delivery uh, they also uh, and it comprises of ui designers and visual designers and they cater to b2c segment b2b segment okay. and that's a team of 45 member team even they report to me uh, when we were building up the team i thought UX communication is a important aspect of the UX design. Okay. Uh, so even that team, uh, UX communication, uh, it's a uh, that team reports to me. And then because we went ventured into VR, AR, and like uh, hologram, uh, I was instrumental in creating a immersive design studio. And even that team reports to me. So in total, around 70 member team, 78 member team uh, to be precise, they report to me. Uh, and we take care of end to end the end to end design solutions and design offerings from magic bricks so so as i see like there are multiple uh, team design teams yes. that are working at magic yeah. which is not really seen much in india yeah, uh, yeah. like there are there is a small team taking care of yeah. uh, multiple uh, things yeah so uh, you worked for uh, for like 19 years as you, as you told yeah, me yeah. and it is in different domains as you told me like uh, consultancy and uh, you are working in marketing yeah. right now uh, So, uh, how has innovation, like, how the concept of innovation changed for you through throughout the years? Throughout these years. So, uh, first, I'll define what I feel the innovation is, yeah. uh, and then some statistics. So, innovation to me is a, a new idea, uh, uh, a new thought, a new device uh, that solves a problem. Okay. Uh, somewhere I have read uh, that only one percent of the entire population across the globe they get a chance to work on the innovative project. uh i was lucky enough to get a chance uh, to work on such a project at least once and then i did something of my mo- of my own that i won't uh, count into the innovation but yeah a part of it because it was a problem solving uh, uh, initiative so i'll put it there so uh, in magic brick so we have we are primarily a discovery platform okay. though we have 22 or 23 other verticals too Uh, but then uh, what happens is uh, it's purely online portal and somewhere we we thought that there is a problem that is not being addressed and that was in 
in the entire buying journey uh, a buyer goes and looks at the uh, around 16 to 17 projects okay. and when he or she lands up on the pro uh, on the site uh, if it's an early stage project then they only get to see the demo flat or at or in many cases they only get to see the land uh, nothing else yeah. and uh, and buying a property has always always been a family affair yeah. so we thought okay let's bring some uh, interactivity immersive experience into it and that's where we thought of creating the experience uh, experience center for uh, for real estate dedicated to real estate so two years back we made the first experience center and uh, uh, we were like fortunate that uh, our ceo he came to us and said okay mayur why don't you lead this project and we started it from like from scratch uh, me a couple of other folks from the product team and my team we started from powerpoint so not everyone like gets to create experience center and that to like in-house people do outsource it yeah. but we started the concept the ideation from paper from powerpoint uh, and for, and the journey from powerpoint to pillar uh, was a uh, was a like was experience that was like worth uh, worth being into because like not everyone gets a chance uh, the second thing is like when you when you get into the uh, innovation innovation like you need to take a prag pragmatic approach it is more practical and it's not for the guys who wants to take a calculative approach yeah. because the when you are getting into the innovative project you know the goal what needs to be done but the journey is not defined yeah. so you need you need to be ready to uh, to change your course you need to get ready to go move a step back or go a couple of steps uh, ahead so change is in inevitable yeah. uh, there are cases when like people take calculative risk and like i think like innovative projects are like not for those guys mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, so like, we were part of that project for like quite some time almost 6 7 months it took say, 6 7 months for us to launch the first experience center uh, even uh, both professionally and and on the personal front we had to like compromise up compromise our times effort all those stuff yeah. but then the, when the when the first uh, ec we launched in uh, mumbai in wh um, that experience was like worth because the outcome was quite high uh, so i still uh, remember in wh we had 20 feet by 20 feet, uh, 21 feet uh, experience center and we made sure that the experience center is futuristic so the purpose uh, behind creating those experience, experience center was we wanted to reduce the uh, footwork for a buyer okay. uh, so uh, he should not be like running around uh, like running around from project to project uh, and because the family is also involved because like buying is a family affair yeah. we wanted them to go into a place where they can shortlist and have a first glance of all the project yeah. they can shortlist and then they can proceed like whichever project they want to uh, so we decided to have a journey we created zones we are uh, so there was a like discovery zone there was a vr zone yeah. there was a ar zone and then uh, basis that uh, like uh, the the buyer can go around they can shortlist the project and yeah. everything was connected so you you visit there uh, you shortlist the properties you come back home and then every property is there with you when you are at home either in front of the desktop or like in front of the mobile that was the phase one where we wanted and we thought okay it will we wanted to at least come into the market that okay we are a forward-looking company and we are like innovative company we are a technology driven uh, driven company 
but then that was the first year then we thought okay the tg where uh, what we so we moved out of weh then uh, so we we moved out from the metro station yeah. uh, last year we launched the second version of ec2 and that was launched in bangalore in malls pune it was in one mall uh, even in delhi like it's there in uh, dlf right now so we reduced the size and uh, we couple of modules were not there so we added hologram into it uh, so the idea was that anyone can come there they can uh, discover the properties we introduced the magic card so if you have if you have seen the uh, the properties and we made sure that everything is gamified so you can touch around you can uh, swipe drag and all these screens were for, are like 45 inch screen and a like couple of them are also 65 inch screen uh, they are future ready at least for like one and a half years uh, you shortlist the properties you tap the card you have all your shortlisted properties based is the criteria that you are looking for you go to the different station or the zone you tap your card all your shortlisted shortlisted properties will be carried to the vr zone where you can put on the vr and you can watch it and there is a screen where like like whatever you are watching even family guys even like they can have a feel of it like how it look yeah. so you are actually experiencing the entire property uh, and like you are not just looking at the brochure mm -hmm. and once you have viewed it there is a hologram where you can actually see the hologram in action in 3d yeah. the entire project or the property so like we we went ahead and like we are the only company uh, who is doing something of this kind yeah. and uh, uh, that's what I'll call innovation. So like, this was the on the professional side. Uh, both of us are UX professionals, and uh, uh, there couple of months back, I felt like every year, so every second or third person has a camera, either as a SLR or as a iPhone or a, a high-end smartphone. Yeah. What happens if like once he clicks the picture? So as per the data, like two, three months back that the data I had out of 7.6 billion people across the globe, uh, by early 2018, there were 1.2 trillion pictures uploaded. Uh, the problem is like 1.2 trillion pictures, where are those? They will be either like lying in some hard disk or they will be in Google Drive. Okay. And I personally believe the life cycle of any picture is only two days. First day when you take the picture, second day when you post it online on the Facebook and the moment you get likes 20, 30, 100 and then the third day dies. Yeah. Uh, but then those pictures do speak. Uh, so and that's where we thought I thought, OK, let's create. And then the, the second part was every year when we have to buy a picture for our designs or for the corporate world, we go and pay handsome price um, and it goes to around 30,000, 16,000 per picture. Uh, so the idea came and I because I am doing professional photography for the last 13 years. I thought why not to create an online portal which is community driven stock photography for Indians by Indians yeah. and that's where like Lensified was born. Uh, so it's still live though the content is being built up and there are around 100 odd professional photographers and passionate photographers are there uh, but then like you can go download the pictures uh, and use it free of cost and that is times to come. We will be launching a couple of other modules soon but this free section will always be there and that's what I feel pictures should not be sold online or offline unless until there are there are professional folks who are involved and and they have dedicated or given their service and time yeah. so if it's just a candid picture I think it's worth keeping it online and then like community can use it uh, as and when they use because because there are bloggers they want to use their agencies they want to use it uh, there are designers like us who want to use it yeah. 
and uh, Indian pictures, you don't get one. You get the pictures which are more of a Eastern, uh, Western countries, yeah. and uh, they are shot in studios. Yeah. Uh, I think the picture should uh, breathe, mm. and that's where like lensify.com came into picture. So you're, you're diving deep. Uh, so the concept that I can understand from this is that uh, the stock photos, the free stock photos yeah. websites that I've seen. Uh, they are only limited to professional photographers who by their will can put it for free but yeah. uh, with this module you are actually going into uh, uh, to the to the normal people who are, who are willing to you know give their photos for uh, to be sold or not sold to be available free for the community to use yeah yeah so it's like that's all step further than the only the professional uh, umbrella it's like going yes. to the user itself yes so, uh, so i'll put it other way like uh, making best use of the of your pictures yeah. so i uh, i was part of a startup canvera and i used to manage 14000 professional photographers across india uh, i also believe and i am in touch with couple of the photographers or actually many of them uh, where i feel that if they have used their pictures today and they have got their value of those pictures today uh, i think after a month or two months or a year those pictures are dead for them anyway yeah. so take it out from hard disk or your uh, like cloud services take it out if there is no subject into it just put it online and let the community use it uh, so there is no point hiding it inside somewhere because you are anyway not earning anything from there yeah, yeah. so if it if you put it online at least like you will have your own branding you will get the seo benefit and that's what the uh, mindset is i think uh, in india it's difficult to break that because kuch diya to kuch liya so it's all about money but then i can see the evolution uh, happening uh, hopefully, it will be a platform where people can contribute and then use the pictures free of cost. It's a very interesting concept, though. Uh, yeah. Like the first time I saw the website, I thought it's it's just a free stock uh, website. Yeah. This is a different angle. Yes. That I'm getting today. Yeah. Um, so, including this project mm -hmm. and uh, including all the, your experience of 19 years, you have mm -hmm. uh, been uh, through different domains of yeah. work life. Uh, like you were in designing, then you were uh, for some part of your life you were also in development. Yeah. And then you came back to design, uh, and then these projects. Yeah. So what what has what has been your journey uh, throughout uh, yeah. your career, and uh, what are the guiding forces that uh, you know uh, that ye me isli karwa? the decision making uh, guide. So if I can recall it, I started in 1999 uh, when uh, I don't think there was any design uh, design universities or design courses. Uh, I. Even before that, I started at a, as a hardware, uh, in, I was into hardware assembling. So I used to assemble the 386, 486. I remember I had made margin of 75,000 rupees in 386 uh, in 1998. But then uh, uh, hardware, then the prices came down and then margins were low. I thought, okay, let's get into the white collar job. Uh, and that's where uh, this designing came into picture. I learned by myself, I saw one fine day Photoshop 3.1. Yeah. Most of the folks who are around now, they don't even know Photoshop 3.1 was there. So 3.1 and then I thought, okay, and I used to do painting. So that was from the interest. I started and then I started as a graphic designer and then uh, around 2002 or 3, uh, UI design or UX came into picture yeah. in India. Uh, I thought, okay, let's, so from graphic design, I moved into web, website designing and then the UI came into picture, then I moved into UI. So, the question, the answer to your question was like one need to be smart enough to mold as per the industry. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to stuck to what you have learned because opportunities come when you move around from your comfort zone. Mm. Uh, so and like that's what I think I did and that has 
worked for me. I moved from uh, from a some small company where I was doing some kind of graphic design. I don't even like remember what that was. Uh, and then from there I moved to web designing, and then I got a chance to work with a company in Gurgaon, uh, which and it was an enterprise application. And then I moved into UI design, and then moved into UX when around 2003-4. Then it all started. Uh, though it took time in India for the designers to understand what actually UX is, uh, but yeah, so like that's how the progress started. Uh, and then uh, I was working with enterprise application in Ariba and uh, in Cisco. Uh, there was a company called NewSkill, and that later they it was acquired by Cisco. Uh, I had an offer from SAP EFI, and then uh, one of my VP of India, they he came to me and said, "Okay, I'm starting something. They want to be part of it." Uh, I thought, okay, let's like you have only one life, and uh, everyone should be part of a uh, startup. And I thought, okay, let's be because uh, let's start it. And uh, I had uh, two options. I had actually two offer: the founder of Canva and the founder of Mintra, okay. and I. All three of us used to work together. Uh, so uh, I had done some freelancing for Mintra too, long time back. But then I had a, I had an option to choose Mintra or Canva, and I thought okay, let's do Canva because it was more into printing, print side, which I had, which I never had an exposure to. Uh, I think I took a call to go through can, via Canva. Uh, I could have taken call to go via Mintra, but like yeah, that time I took a call via Mintra, and, and the journey was good. We started, so I was the first employee. I still have the ID card which says one zero 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 one, and the founders were second, third. Uh, so, and then uh, I was there for like five and a half years. Uh, I built up a team of 150 or 60 designers, hardcore Photoshop designers. Uh, we used to cater to every professional photographers in India. Um, then from there, I uh, I thought okay, and it was slightly more towards the offline or printing uh, or photo book making business. And I thought okay, now it's time that we need to go online. And somewhere I thought, okay, it will take time for the company to move online. So I thought, okay, let's move ahead. And that's where Accenture opportunity came in on my way, okay. because I had built a big team, 150 member team, which is unheard of, um, unheard of. And then, so I moved to Accenture to build up a team. Again, the same happened. I was the second guy. Uh, I was there for two years. I built up a team of 55 plus UX professionals. Uh, And then I thought, okay, the time has come that I need to move on because somewhere uh, the team it was it started the inclination started happening more towards the UI front end. But then the the journey uh, Accenture consulting company, especially Accenture, it's an epitome of uh, process. Yeah. So everything is pure process driven. So I had a flavor of enterprise. I had flavor of startup. I had now the consulting. So um, I think after. Two years, okay. The time has come, and I wanted to do, to do something else into pure UX. And the biggest problem was uh, we were delivering very high uh, on quality of designs that that we used to do, but our consumers were sitting in US. Yeah. And uh, though we used to connect with them on either Skype or some via any uh, like video call, but the fun is like when you talk to them one on one. You go, yeah. you go into the contextual framework. You sit with them and then communicate. That's where, uh, and that was missing piece. And I have, I had some other reasons too. Uh, but then uh, uh, the magic bricks came into picture, and I thought, okay, it's pure Indian market player. 
you do something, you design something, you innovate something, and then you can see the result in a day because there's a traffic, millions of traffics in a month, in a day. And that's where I moved. So it's the, when do you take a call? Uh, how do you go ahead? Uh, and uh, so that, I think that is a, like that's, that makes you smart. Okay. So, and now like currently Magic Bricks, it's a, a great place to be for any UX professional because you connect with the consumers, uh, you can you can empathize with them, you can find their problem statement and then you can apply into their product, into your product.